The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Mitchell's front page, the Monday Sports Panel. Peter is in the studio. Good morning. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you, Mitchell. And uh, yeah, a few disappointments at the weekend, and a few uh, moments of excitement for those support. I can see that. Um, well, Dennis on social media, he's having a wonderful time, and uh, good on them. Uh, good to see the Melbourne uh, yeah. people having some success. Although a few years back, I think they made it to a prelim, didn't mm-hmm. they? And then fell that hurdle. Then the next season was a disaster. disaster. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, if they can get over that. It's all about consistency. And uh, Bucket's on the line. Morning, Bucket. Feeling a bit flat this morning, like a lot of Geelong supporters? Uh, yes, I'm very, very disappointed with what I've seen on my television. Maybe my television was different to everybody else's. <laughs> but by the, if, that, if, that, if that was the facts on what I saw, that was so disappointing. So what's going on there, do you think? Geelong's track record in the first week of the finals is pretty poor. I think the last one they won was back in 2016. Is it a coaching issue? Is it a player's issue? Why do you think uh, Geelong seems to always fall at that first hurdle? Well, I think now it's got to a stage where it's a combination of, of several things. When you look at the uh, Scottish class, it's just not paying attention, are they? You know, I, I just can't, can't understand some of the, these players, the way they're performing. You know, like, uh, basically, yeah, with the uh, things, uh, the way they failed and everything like that, some of those players should be very concerned about, the, you know, when the uh, end of season re- uh, review comes up, Peter. Yeah, I agree, uh, Bucket and um, Mitchell. And it's interesting to note, too, in the last six seasons, Geelong have recorded their lowest score in a game in uh, in a week of the finals. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, look, look, it was disappointing. And uh, I just started to think, I know we... And, I mean, it's been a great effort by the by the club to uh, to be uh, playing finals. So they've only, what, missed it once since, they, since 2011. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, look, they did look... Um, they looked very, very uh, disappointing on... And yet the clearances was the one that got me. They were winning the clearances, but uh, it was just bombing it into, the, uh, into their forward line. And Shows the rucks, not everything. No, no, exactly. Yeah. No, at one stage, centre clearances are up 10 zip and uh, 2011 uh, all around in the stoppages. So, yeah, look, at, um, it, was, it was disappointing, but full credit to Port. But I, I guess you've got no Tom Stewart, and he's probably one of your best intercept marks down back. Um, yep. And there was a few disappointments, wasn't it? I think Cam Guthrie, men and gold, I, I thought needs to improve. What do you do with Gary Rowan? Um, I mean, he's got to play more defensive as a, as a forward. That's, that's for sure. So, the, you know, they threw him down back. And... Uh, I think Myers needs to... Uh, he, he just wasn't hitting targets. So, anyway, I, the one thing that did uh, surprise me was the fact that uh, I, I thought Radigalier, although he's got his uh, his doubters, I thought he might have been handy just in that side at, uh, the other night just to just to sort of his body strengthen that on uh, Alir Alir. It's pretty interesting, Peter, how you mentioned a couple of names there where they're, they're, they must be in danger of being put mm. off, off the list. And uh, the, you know, the failure of Dangerfield, boy, gee, Blitzars is another one. Like, you know, like you only a handful of possessions. Yep. They had no influence on the game at all. And as you mentioned, Rowan, Rowan was very, very, well, he was below ordinary. And Dalhouse is another one. Well, there's one, yeah. A lot of people going after Dalhouse on social media. Brutal. Yes. 
Uh, the problem is a lot of these players that you, Peter, and uh, you, Bucket, are mentioning, these are normally the cornerstone of the Geelong side, whether it's Gary Rowan up forward or Blixav. Mm. So um, that's the problem, that they've lost that cornerstone in the finals. Mm. Yes, uh, when you look at the when you look at the uh, form of the uh, Port Adelaide side, side there was a polished uh, example set by uh, uh, Boke, you know, Warren oh, yes. and Alia and basically didn't they set, set, set fine examples of what you've got to do, go out there and do? Exactly right. Folks just uh, angry about the 2007 grand final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he just continues to uh, to perform, as you said, the same, uh, those port sides. It's, it's hard to find a weakness in, in the side at the moment. And as we've said um, all along, especially yourself, Bucket, that it's that uh, Ken Hinckley um, coach side, you know. There's there's no razzmatazz, there's no one player that really stands. They all put in, they, I mean, obviously Boke, as we say, and Wines and a few of those players are, all, are always there, but it's always a very even performance across the board from Port, and uh, it's not too often they get absolutely hammered. So uh, they uh, they certainly looked uh, looked pretty good on. Uh, I think on you're absolutely night. right about uh, Port. You know, there's three words cover them really really well. They're, they're ready, they're willing, and they're able. Able, yeah, no, exactly. So um, yeah, I'm not sure where um, what happens at the selection table uh, with Geelong at, uh, this week. But they got uh, one. <laughs> Imagine if uh, Bucket was chair of the selectors committee. It would be brutal. Could be compromising. A, could be a long night. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to have discussions about yes. the form of each and every player. Well, that sort of thing goes on in country football. Mm. If a forward just go in and have a, have a beer and a pie, well, that's not picking the side. No, and, and you, you are right. I mean, that last quarter, I know, and uh, Paddy got the ball out quite often again from the centre but uh, it was just a long bombing again and uh, and really they just had no structure up forward and and unfortunately um, Cameron tried hard Tommy Hawkins wasn't as effective and uh, yeah just didn't nothing nothing really worked but uh, this time around I, I'm just starting to wonder whether whether it's just a, um, a hiccup and, and there's one excuse or not an excuse but it was always because you came that first final was coming off a, a weekend's rest but there was no rest no, no rest so um yeah, look, if they can bounce back, good on them. But it'll be a great game next week. The problem is, who are the teams that stand in the way between Geelong and the grand final now? It's the two teams that they've lost. both recently lost to and also lost to down here in Geelong, which normally Geelong uh, plays quite well here. So uh, GWS, we all remember that game. And Melbourne, mm. I mean, that is a game to remember. I mean, that's going to be a tough couple of games just to make it to the grand final. And uh, who knows, the grand final could be against Port. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, basically, yeah, what you want, it doesn't matter what level of uh, football it is. All you want, you, you must see effort. If you don't see effort, well, I, I, I think the players, players and the coach deserve everything that comes to, to, towards them. Yeah, and it will it will obviously show the character, um, but as I say, where they can bounce back. And over there in Perth, uh, it will be an interesting... I think that's a wider ground, I mean... Than uh, than down here at the Cattery, so probably suit GWS a bit more, but they but they also have a few injuries. But uh, we'll talk about that. We'll shortly. get to that. And just Port Adelaide, I suppose. The I mean, full credit to them. And can they go all the way? Do we think? Well, there's no reason why they can't go all the way. The way they played at the weekend, yeah. And you have to look at the like inside fifties. Yeah, they they had sixty. It's a long forty-five. Yeah, gee, what's going on? Yeah, that's they're the reasons you've got to look at. What's going? It's all all very well from to say we're going to you know, you know, make a few changes, four or five changes, but the attitude in the way they play has got to change too. Yeah. 
Yeah, now, let's good. go to Saturday's games, and starting with the Swans and GWS, just a one-point result there in favour of GWS. But I'm also interested in the Toby Green situation. Is he going to be playing next week? Well, going on what all the experts say and you know, people who have been involved in it, they want to get rid of that uh, touch in the umpire. That's got to go right out, out of the system. And then, like, uh, gee, you, you can't have a player sort of going up. Have a little chat to him, yeah, if you want to, yeah, but, but don't touch him there. Like, like you, you, you know you don't touch him. But the pleasing thing about that game, you know, once again, Longmire, boy, gee, you, you've got to respect him as a coach. He's advice to his team. He almost got on there. If they had it kicked a little bit straighter, not hit the post so often and that type of stuff. Gee whiz, you know, that was a, you know, uh, you know when you could yep. really say, you know, it was very easy to say that the Swans should have won that game, Peter. Yeah, I agree, Bucket. Uh, two seven in that last quarter and and uh, six of them were real, really gettable. Um, as we say, uh, Buddy shot, um, I, I guess, had he been on the run on that left side, he probably would have drilled that with a couple of others and then that saved goal, um, Don Moments, and then, of course, Toby Green coming, taking that mark uh, about 10 seconds before the siren. But, um, yeah, look, credit to Sydney because they only won five games last year, as we know. So um, yeah. most uh, pundits were uh, expecting them to finish in the, in the bottom four or five this season. So, And a younger side too, and I think... Uh, but having said that, yeah, they, they, they probably should have won it. Some uh, interesting... Um, some players, I was really pleased to see Jesse Hogan um, start to look like the Jesse Hogan that we knew from years ago. And uh, he's just really staying to, uh, staying to fire again now. So that, that's really good to see. Sack Sproul is another one. Uh, and Shane Mumford, I, I don't know what he has for breakfast, but gee, I tell you what, he just keeps going, doesn't he, Mumford? And uh, a very, very uh, strong yeah, performance. He's a country battler, isn't he? He is like, indeed. He all the time for his side, and boy, gee, they're the sort of players, uh, like a, a player like that, he could have worked at Geelong. Yeah, well, that's right. We've had the abundance of tools, of course. They had to move some on, and, and he was one that went. They couldn't fit him in the salary cap, etc. So, um, But I think Tony, uh, Tommy Green might... You know, there's stories that he broke his forearm, so he may also be missing, and he'll obviously be missing alongside Toby Green, who, who I think has to go for that one. That was just a blatant disrespect oh, yeah. to the umpires. And, and as we say, we've got to set the example because younger kids in, in football and that, they see that, and if you know, they get away with it in, in the... At the top level, it's the old monkey see, monkey do. So I, I, I would be surprised if he does not get three weeks, Toby Green, and yeah. uh, and he's got to have a good look at himself on that side of it. Cause Can we hear the recording of what he actually said? No, it, the umpires are all yeah, mic'd up. Yeah, well, we, yeah, we, no one has, um, <laughs> no one has uh, has heard. Uh, heard that but that uh, would clear the issue up because if he's uh, talking in a very aggressive way then obviously you know the uh, contact was perhaps deliberate but if it was just a friendly banter as some people mm-hmm. think it is then maybe it's a little bit easier to excuse it, yeah it's just that contact though isn't it Mitchell it just and it doesn't look good like I mean he could have walked around uh, the umpire he, he's just he's blatantly just sort of well, from the angles that we've seen, just walked into him and no, nah, not, so not got good to drill enough. it into the youth that you never touch the umpires. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah Peter, exactly. I was going to ask you about the uh, coaching of the Giants. Why, gee, uh, Cameron, yeah, I like it. He, he was on the rocks at the st- mm. start of the season. Lost his first three games, and by gee, and uh, on, on Saturday, you, you, to, you, know, you, you sort of had to urge him along all the time because he, he, like, he, he had the whole side playing, you know, trying to get there. 
Oh, oh look, it, it is, and I, I think uh, I can't think of one of the Sydney uh, uh, the GWS players. There was a it was a, a big team meeting after round three, and there was a lot of home throughs. The door was closed, and it was full on, and uh, there was a lot of promises. And anyway, it must have worked. Um, so yeah, good on me. As you said, he was he had, he was under the pump. So. Um, and let's just see who uh, who gets over the line next week. And the, the other thing I think you've got to give uh, credit to the Giants for, they, they've won seven of 12 final games, haven't they? So, so when they get to those big games, they can perform. Opposite yeah. of Geelong. Yeah, well, that's, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Apart from that hammering they copped uh, against Richmond there a few years ago, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, you're right, you're right. So, um, and I'm not biased here, but I, yeah, I, I fancy GWS uh, without Toby Green can still get the job done. We'll see what happens. Uh, Adelaide Oval and the Demons uh, win and go through to that preliminary final and uh, see Brisbane go through to the semi final. My dear, it was a, very, a pretty good effort by the Melbourne Football Club. They never really allowed Brisbane to get into the, into the game. And, and a, a, a lot of their good players, they play between, uh, say, uh, 85 to 95 minutes. Like, oh, mm. of the game. That means they've got their good, good players out there, you know, most of, of the game. And gee whiz, Gorn is a leader. Isn't he good? Yeah. What about the, uh, like, the inside 50s? Yeah, it was... Uh, what, 53 to... Uh, yeah, uh, smashed them, didn't they? Yeah. Smashed them in, the, in that area. And, uh, and that, that I used the word about Melbourne, you know, early in the season, but trust. You know, mm. trust has gone right throughout the season. And, you know, basically, yeah, when, uh, when Brisbane come off the off the, off the field and the, and the coach had a, had a few words to and he reckons that it's, 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 there's only minor tweaks required. Well, I don't call Denner a minor t- a tweak. He's a major tweak. You've got to get him firing, don't, don't they? Yeah, they do, because I, I think we've all agreed right along. Cameron and um, and Danaher firing, but Charlie Cameron, like he chipped in with five goals, and he was very dangerous. Um, yeah. And uh, Lockie Neal again with forty six disposals. But take yeah. those two um, fellows out of the side, and they were really in this. Uh, Chris Fagan said they they were completely uh, beaten in, in so many areas. And as we said, your your back line, you just have a look at uh, Jake Lever and Stephen May for Melbourne. They've just been absolutely yeah. consistent, haven't they? Yeah. And you've got um, you've got. Players like Hibbard, uh, Melksham, and uh, Nathan Jones can't get a game, so yeah. it's it's looking good for Melbourne, isn't it? I can understand why Nathan uh, yeah, can't, age. can't get a game. I think the game has gone, gone past, past. Not, uh, but he still uh, helps the club out where he can by, by by being there all the time, and he'd be able to pass on good advice to some of the younger players. Surely, straight on the ground after the win at the, yeah. at the weekend, good sign. And Bailey Fritch, like four goals, he's an exciting player. Yeah, exactly right. Isn't he? Yeah, like, yeah, when Melbourne were a Premiership side, I, I just forget the name of the players they used to play around the flanks and that for the Melbourne side. They had great forward flankers way back in those days. Mm, mm, yeah. No, look, they've certainly... Uh, they've. Uh, I think a lot of us were waiting for Melbourne to fall over throughout the season, but they've been consistent, so, um, yeah. And yesterday's games, a win to the Dogs over the Bombers, seeing the Bombers out, and they haven't won a final since 04. Mm. A three-year uh, three game straight, a straight loss there. Boy, did they come back into form yesterday and they played really well. And basically, yeah, they, they proved that, you know, why they were a real, like a top-four side all, you know, for most of the season. And then they, they played at the four quarters yesterday, which, which is good. Liberatory, boy, gee, yeah. <laughs> Never, ever mentioned by us experts, you know, like, but boy, gee, can he play? Well, between him and McRae, I think, Bucket and Mitchell, they got 71 disposals between them, so... Um, 
and uh, and, that, and that was interesting because Draper really controlled the ruck again yesterday. Yeah. So, um, but uh, look, yeah, with an ounce of luck, and the you know the, the timekeepers had got it right the week before, they they could have finished in the top four. But a bit of a confidence builder again there for the bullies. But yeah. they just looked ha- harder at the ball, though. I reckon yesterday, Bucket yeah. they put their head over the ball more. Uh, Essendon looked like at times hesitant in the in the close uh, close encounters. So I was disappointed with Essendon. I just uh, yeah, that, that wasn't the Essendon that we saw for the previous three weeks. Oh, didn't they get taken apart? Yeah. yeah. But once again, Parrish, yeah, by like, he, like he, he's improved, held his form really well. Like you can't point the finger at him. No, no, definitely not. No, no. And and you know they were screaming about the. It was a couple of bad decisions. I think Waitman, four goals from four free kicks, two of them were a bit dubious. The other two were fair enough. But um, no, they were, they, were, they were disappointing, Essendon. But uh, I think they're they're on the right track. You mentioned there earlier, Peter, yeah, like you look at the stats of some players. If you try to show like some of those so-called top coaches, or oh, I don't look at stats, I've got it all, all in my mind, yeah, what's going on out there? <laughs> I think you've got to look at some of the stats, and you've certainly, um, yeah, like Mickey Malthouse, he never used to look at the AFL ladder, he said, don't know where my team is. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he finished where he did. <laughs> well, we better take a break. We'll come back and talk a little bit about... Uh, what we can see ahead, but also local football, because I don't know how they're even going to respond to this situation now that we're in lockdown for an extended amount of time, and I'm assuming there's going to be competition with cricket season to get those grounds, so we'll have a look at that next. Until 11, you're listening to Mitchell Die with Mitchell's front page. On 94.7, The Pulse. Where's Jay doing his program from home after 11 o'clock with the Beatles Part 2 special? Um, I wanted to hear a little bit more about what's happening in local football and how are they responding to this situation because um, they've put their finals on hold. But if we're in lockdown until October, November, how are they going to do it? Well, we... um both uh, leagues have announced uh, at this stage, but again, as we know, we're not, we're not going to come out of lockdown very quickly. Um, the GFL has, um, they, what they've done, obviously now, is cancelled the last home and away game, but they they have then now decided to make it a final six, which means St. Joey's, who were sitting sixth, uh, come into the finals. So, the October the 3rd is the latest day they can play the grand final. Now, if they can come back at some stage, they are going to give St. Mary's and Colac, who finish 1-2 uh, week off. They'll go straight into a prelim final. And the winner of Bell Park and uh, Geelong West Giants would play St. Mary's. And the winner of South Bowen and St. Joey's would play Colac. So it's basically elimination final for those four clubs. But if it's not lifted by September the 25th... Uh, and as I say, if it if it comes in after September 25th, they just go bang straight to the grand final on October the 3rd, which would be St Mary's and Colac. So all up in the air, as, as we say. The GDFL has announced that they've uh, they've made changes there. It's now a two-week top four format. Uh, so East Geelong now miss out who uh, had finished fifth. And the Ballar- Ballerine Footy League, we're not too sure what's going on there at the moment. Um, and that's um, that's about it at the moment. But, yeah, it's, it's hard to see us getting back with local football, isn't it, really? Oh, it is. But, look, I just feel so sorry for the players that they don't know if they're going straight through to the grand final or mm. if they'll be playing some sort of final series, as you say, or how modified it'll be. And, of course, if you finish fifth and just missed out, that would be pretty disappointing yeah. as well. You thought you'd made it, but no, you haven't. Yeah. Um, Bucket, I don't know. What do you think about the situation, or is it just we have to deal with it because that's the circumstances we face? Well, we, all we can do is abide by what the government uh, you know, allows us to do, isn't it? Yep, mm. yep that's exactly right. Yeah. 
Um, and in terms of the semi-finals coming up next weekend in the AFL, you've got two great games there. You would think Geelong and GWS, and also uh, Brisbane and the Dogs. Is there any particular game that jumps out at either of you as being more interesting than the other? Well, they're both, they're, they're both important games, yeah, but mainly for, for the future of a lot of players that are like in, in the Geelong, on the Geelong list. If they gonna get a chance, they've got to take their chances now. Yes, look, they will be good games. Uh, same as, you know, the weekend just gone. I, I thought, you know... They could have gone either way. The four games, so and this uh, this weekend coming up there, I uh, I think they'll be they'll be close. One. Yeah, I got one out of four too. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, if I just tipped the exact opposite, I would have at least got three out of four. But I'm only got one. So my uh, tipping is starting to tail off a bit at the end of the year, unfortunately. <laughs> it's been a tough. It's been a hard year though for the footy tippers, hasn't it? Although I better see if our competition actually finishes at the end of round twenty-three because I actually finished first. But uh, after last week, I've gone down to second. So hopefully, our Ooh. competition's over. What's that? Who changed the rule for you? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to find out. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a tough... And this weekend, I don't think it's going to be any easier to tip. I mean, uh, Geelong and GWS, you just don't know which Geelong side appears. And, you know, if they bring a Salva Rattigalier in, is he going to have an incredible blinder of a game? Or will he only have a couple of touches? I've got no idea. And uh, the Dogs in Brisbane, I mean, that's going to be... A, a blockbuster. Yeah, I think the dogs would have gained a lot more confidence, as I said, and a couple of players there came back well um, after the uh, the last few weeks. So, oh, look, they'll be great games again. Well, have the final word, Bucket. Doing nothing is not a solution. <laughs> Got to do something. <laughs> and uh, Peter? Uh, very quickly, just uh, congratulations to, to some of the uh, best and fairest winners at the clubs. Joel Bennett took out the Cryos BNF, Tommy Burke at uh, Geelong West Giants, Tommy Swinnison at North Geelong, and Jackson Smith down at Winchelsea. At least they could still do that. Yeah. That's the big thing. Yes. Well, thanks to both of you. I'll talk to you uh, on Monday next week, reviewing the semi-finals, and we'll see who are the final four, who makes it through to the prelims. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.